0: Hey, what's up, guys? This installment of Renegade Muscle with Lee Priest is brought to you by truenutrition.com, our title sponsor, as is all of our programming. You can shop with truenutrition.com and use our code THINK for some additional savings. And to support our programming, they have high-quality third-party tested supplements. They are the source that hardcore bodybuilders have trusted for over the past 15 years. Health performance, supplements, protein powders, anything you can think of. Check them out and use our code THINK. We're also presented by supplementsource.ca. That's for our Canadian peeps. Check them out for highly Discounted supplements, uh, discounts on bulk orders, free shipping over $99. Uh, you can get a lot of great deals there. And finally, I want to give a shout out to everybody who's helping to support our programming on Patreon. You guys are directly helping to make this program happen. Our latest people V8 Jim, Doug edward and adam you guys are freaking awesome you rock thank you much i'll have links to the patreon links to supplementsource.ca, and to true nutrition.com down below we've got an episode of renegade muscle here today uh, lee starts out talking about uh, the, the state of covid affairs in australia and then about 10 minutes in uh, we get into our first topic the ultimate giant killer. We've got a bunch more cool stuff, like which version of Ronnie was the best Ronnie, and a bunch more, guys. I'll have timestamps
1: below. Let's get to it. Welcome back to Renegade Muscle. I am Jeff Roberts, and I am here, as always, with Lee Priest and the boss, Scott. What's going on, guys?
2: Eh, not much, you know. Same old, same old. Uh, Nothing changes. Just... Watching the world go by, learning my pronouns and stuff so I can address people in the correct terms.
1: Yep. You gotta be careful. My fucking chair just went went on me.
2: <laughs> One second. Okay. There we go. I know. Oof. Nice shirt there, Jeff, by the way. I must commend Thanks. you on that t shirt.
1: Uh, I really appreciate it. What a
2: coincidence. I'm on this, I'm on I'm on today's show <laughs> and to wearing that shirt. Wow. What are oh, the odds? Oh, oh, there we go. Yep. Is, yeah. This camera, this camera's is driving me nuts. It's all the opposite, which way you're turning this thing.
1: I know, I know, I know. <laughs> this shirt, uh, it didn't fit me when you initially sent it to me. It was a little too big. Now, now it fits pretty well. So, good, wow, good stuff. I
2: see. So so you got fatter. Yes. How you doing, Lee? What's going on? Uh <laughs> ah, nothing much, really. Same old. Just hang it out, do some housework after this, and you know. See how the day goes. But uh, I I can leave the country now. Yes, we can fly. So that's one good thing. Australia is now allowed to travel the world. Well, I could have traveled before, but the only problem was coming home, I would have had to do 14 days in a hotel quarantine. But now I can go and come and go with no quarantine. But the state of Queensland, which is a state above me, my friend just went there for work, and he's got to go into two weeks quarantine in the hotel up there. So. I can go overseas to England or America and come home no quarantine. But if you just go north, you got to quarantine for fourteen days. Ridiculous. Is it regardless of uh, like vax status? Yeah, even if you're vaxed, they want you to quarantine until yeah. they get to like ninety-two percent vaccination up there, which they think they might have by December seventeenth or maybe into the New Year. So. Queensland's like Florida. A lot of people like to go there to holiday, but people can't go there to holiday. So the Queensland government is going to spend $10 million on advertising to tell people to holiday at home. Huh. But I fucking can't go anywhere else. Why are you spending $10 million to tell people to holiday at <laughs> home, you dickheads? <laughs> fucking hell.
1: Jesus. I can't believe that shit is still going on. Crazy holiday no, yeah, at home. And
2: it's like at the gym, like even at the gym now, I don't play into the game anymore. Like if I walk in the gym, it's probably. 15 feet to where you put your bag down. So you walk in, there's a couple of desks where, you know, the salespeople are sitting there and you just go around the corner. They've got all those things you can put your bags in. They want you to wear your mask in the gym today. But then when you go and train and say there's 50 people training, you don't need the mask. So you can breathe all over each, everyone. But if you go back to the bag area, you've got to put your mask on to walk out the gym. I'm like, well, Makes what sense. I said, I'm not playing this. I'm not playing games. I said, listen, rules like... Don't drink, drive. That's a good rule. You know, wear your seatbelt. That's a good rule. Don't yeah, point a load don't of gun at anyone, Alec Baldwin. <laughs> yeah. You know, shit like that. You know, but you know, but just to wear it in because I figure, okay, if I wear my mask in, but then I go train, and everyone in that area has their mask off training. So those people that were training now go to the bag area. We have to put our masks on. Why? We're just over there breathing on each other. So what's the point?
0: I don't agree. Yeah. I feel like, like a- we shouldn't have to wear seatbelts. i I agree with that. i feel like there should be
2: we never did when i was younger we never did
0: yeah no me either and i feel like if you don't want to wear a seatbelt, that's on you it's not going to affect my drive to work or whatever right
2: Mm -hmm. yeah as if also two people people go people go oh well then if you don't want to wear a seatbelt, we shouldn't have to help you or if you don't want to get the covid shot and you get sick then the medical profession shouldn't help you. Okay, then if you're a fat cut and you eat a lot of food and you get obese, we shouldn't help you. If you smoke cigarettes and get cancer, we shouldn't help you. So, yeah, if you have unprotected sex and you get some transmitted disease, we shouldn't help you. That's dumb logic, Dad, isn't it? Some... The yes, only yeah. people that it's need true. help, are if, you, if you end up like Biden, then you need drastic help. Until then, you're on your own.
0: <laughs> it's a lot <laughs> more chill here now. <laughs> like, here is... There's uh-huh. no more masks. I went to Canada for a month and they were very, you know, still very locked down there and uh-huh. uh, it was very careful and you had to have your mask everywhere. And when I came home, the yeah. first thing I did was go to the grocery store and I almost felt like, am I supposed to wear my mask? Because I had been wearing it for like a month <laughs> straight, but no, nobody's got masks on here anymore.
2: Yeah, Canada's similar yeah. to here still. We're still sort of, well, that's the thing. It's like here we still got the QR code. Did you ever have that where you got to check in?
0: They did in Canada. I saw that at some restaurants. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, oh, I got okay. that here. Yeah. If I, go, if I go to the grocery store here, I got to use the QR code. Oh, even at the grocery time store? I went in. Yeah, wow. I got to show the girl standing there. Look, I checked in like a good boy. Well, no wonder you're check so out pissed. out when you leave.
0: No wonder he's so What's pissed, up? Jeff. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> but,
2: yeah, it <laughs> makes, yeah, makes
1: total but, sense now. That's and crazy. You got to
2: show, and, and you got to show you're vaccinated. Like, if I go to a big... We've got like a shopping center, right? You know, just the shopping center, there's like three or four floors. You got yeah. inside you got like the grocery stores. There's like Coles of wars. That's where you buy your necessities, your essentials, groceries, and chemist shops. Anyone, if you're unvaccinated or vaccinated or had one shot, can go into those stores. So in a big department complex, you'll have everyone mixing in the major area. But let's just say, Jeff, you're unvaccinated. You've had one shot and I'm fully vaccinated. We can all hang out there and have coffee. But if I want to go into, say, just jeans and you're not vaccinated, only had one shot, you two can't come in. Only I can go in there because I'm fully <laughs> vaccinated. Even though we've been mixing out here, you can't come into the specialty stores. It's like, oh, man. God, it's ridiculous. That's pretty
1: wild. Yeah, it's not like that here. Uh-huh. I mean, we got, it sounds like we have more mask wearing than you, though, Scott. Like at the store, we probably get, it's pretty close to 50 50. But people do you with have masks, to? people. We have to, but you don't have to as a as a customer. It's v- oh. very few. The only places you have to are hospitals, yeah, and maybe schools or something like that. But like places like Vitamin Shop and fucking Walmart, you don't have to wear a mask. Yeah,
0: yeah. Or but it's gym. like
1: it's like suge- it's yeah. suggested. No, it's suggested on the door, but yeah. it's not like a you have to <laughs> type of thing. Yeah, but it's probably like <laughs> I said. I still, 50, 50, still see those, 50, I
2: still see those idiots when I'm out walking sitting alone in their car with the mask on. and just like, really? You just, yeah. you just need natural selection. You fuckers. They're the ones that don't need the seatbelt. They need to go through the windshield yeah. somehow. And like, Jesus. Need to, yeah. It's
3: like,
2: I didn't have my seatbelt on, but I was wearing my mask. I felt safe. It's oh, always couple, good for a laugh. Couples holding hands, couples holding hands, wearing masks. I'm like, you probably go home and have sex. And, put his cock in your mouth and shit like that, but you're holding hands, (laughs) wearing a mask in public. I'm like, oh, that's just wonderful. Or one will have a mask on and one won't. I'm like, what's the point of that? Yeah. I guess these people just feel safe. I actually have heard people say, because I think December 1st, oh, that's another thing, our government just spent all this money on an app. So when you do your QR code, it links your vaccination passport to it so you can show them, look, I've checked in and I've got my passport. Millions of dollars on this app. But come December 1st, they said we won't be needing the app or the QR codes, but they just spent millions of dollars doing this app. And they said, why would you spend that money? Well, you know, COVID and the variants. Next year, if it comes back, we'll have the app ready. I'm thinking, I wonder whose buddy is friends with somebody in government who got the big contract for this multi-million dollar app that we're not even going to fucking use.
1: Insane. That's crazy. Yeah, I thought Mm -hmm. it's funny because I. It's funny because I, when we were talking, Lee, I was like, I assumed that it was worse where you are, and then you assumed it was worse where I am. It's almost like, you know, it's almost like wherever you are. What's that? It was
2: bad here, but it's. It was pretty bad here. Like, December. I mean, November first is when they laxed order. You can drive outside your area. I had a pass because I was going to Sydney to Sam's Fitness, but other people you couldn't go any further than. They call it your LGA, your local government area. So if I say I live in Newcastle, and Newcastle might go for five kilometers, you can only go so far in that area. Like if the next suburb over, I wouldn't be allowed to go in there. If I got caught by the police there, you get like a $5,000 fine because I traveled more than five kilometers from my house. Ooh. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so they were getting people for that. hmm
0: That's pretty nuts. So at this yeah. stage of the game, I'll tell you guys. So everybody tunes into the channel for bodybuilding stuff.
2: Oh, bodybuilding! Right. <laughs> and they're
0: like, "What am I even watching right now?"
1: God it's the, knows. this is how that you're watching how Lee and I catch up. That's that's <laughs> how it pretty much goes. Yeah, but yeah. actually, I was just going to say, hey Jeff, uh, did, as I, give, you did, did you I give
2: you that new recipe, Jeff, for bread? I forgot to tell you. <laughs> Use the self-raising flour, a sprinkle <laughs> of salt, and then <laughs> oh, bodybuilding. Okay, yeah. go ahead. Talk bodybuilding. Yeah.
1: So the whole like to go back to the genesis of this whole rekindling. It was um, on, it's just bodybuilding with Ron and Dusty. We're talking about who is the greatest giant killer of all time. You got yourself, David Henry, mm-hmm. Sean Clarita. I mean they 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 brought up Franco and some other people. Sean Ray, your buddy.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, so,
2: <laughs> it, I mean, I guess they
1: ulti- they ultimately decided that you were probably the greatest giant killer of all time, but. What's your take on that, and and what your reaction to that to that? Uh, I clip. agree.
2: <laughs> yeah, I agree. Next question. Well, the reason <laughs> well, they used- – you know, I guess I, I think I think they'll go and buy the names I've beat, and like I, I think yeah. I said to you the only one I never beat was Dorian, but Ronnie, Jay, Marcus, Rule, Ackerman, Brick, Paul Delette. Uh, who else? Pretty much everybody I beat. So it was like, you know, it kind of comes to drinking, and then they say, Oh, but Lee beat them not at their best. You can go back and look at photos when Flex won the IMA I was second, Ronnie was third in ninety seven. Ronnie was no slouch you know, on the European tour. No. Stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like I beat people at their worst. Like, they were good, but I just happened to be better. And I've always said, that's why I said Sean could easily win that show, because people are like, ah, oh, a good <coughs> short man can never beat a good big man, which technically is true. Maybe if Sergio had been in 100%, Sean Clarita wouldn't have won. But I said, a good short man, if he's in shredded condition and he has everything, like, you know, there's only a few short guys that can do it. Sean's one of them. Dave Henry, just said, was one. I'm one. Because you know how they're talking about maybe letting them go in two type things. I said, well, that's good. And they was like, but that will be too many people. I said, no, that's not every 212 guy can do the open, you know. Flex Lewis can because he'd be moving up and Derek I think at some point could but not every 212 guy can go into an open and dominate or even place and do well There's just like those freaks in the 212 or I mean even if the 212 wasn't there you'll get a shorter guy that comes along that can hang and like I said if the shorter guy is in great shape and any big guy could just be 98% well look at you know you know Regan was still good and so was Sergio but you know just the conditioning of Clarita that's where your eyes kept going and like you know overall for his size they say oh he's a smaller guy for his size like me you know pound for pound his frame was filled out he had the density he had the symmetry he had the full round muscles his conditioning was there so yes on any given day a shorter guy can beat a bigger guy and then they're going back to well Hardy why didn't he win because Hardy was yes best conditioned probably at the Olympia won the best condition there but Hardy wasn't like dominant, you know, when you saw Sean Clarita did a double bicep, his biceps and arms looked just as good, if not better, than Sergio's and Regan's because of the conditioning and stuff. When Hardy did a double bicep with Rami, you weren't like, oh wow, you know, he's blowing Rami out the water type thing. So there was a huge difference in why Hardy didn't win the Olympia compared to why Rami beat him and stuff just due to conditioning. He had to have the whole package, and on that day, Sean Clarita had the whole package, and that's why he won. And it can happen any time and I know there's been discussion now, let's get rid of the 212. Look, I liked the 202 when it came out, then I went to the 212, but I'd love to see him get rid of it. And they go, well, that's not fair to the other guys. Listen, the pros in the bodybuilding is meant to be the best of the best. And I'm sorry, if you can't hang in the open and be up there with the best of the best, then too bad, too sad. You know, that's how life goes. You have like the pro NFL, you don't have some, or just to say, running for the Olympics you have like the guys you've got to qualify you don't go oh hold on wait a minute these guys in the olympics are running nine point something seconds into 100 what about the poor guys that only do 11. should we have a category for them because they can't run as fast you know maybe they've got a little limp it's like you can't keep watering it down (laughs) and sadly i think that's what they're doing they're starting to water things down so they can get more people in it so if you're a shorter guy and you got the goods like clarita like dave henry like flex lewis like Derek lunsford and all those guys you can hang with the open, then just have an open class. I'm sorry, but all these other guys go. Well, what about us? Well, if you're not good enough, you're not good enough. You might be good at some smaller pro show with an open division, but the bigger shows, that's life. You know, we're trying to make all these categories now for people. We're seeing it with bikini, and then what figure, and then for whatever other class, and now wellness. Yeah. We're like yeah, just let's have a dad bod soon and everything else. Just keep watering it down. So. No, everyone gets an award. No child misses out. Let's fucking just cater to everybody. It's like you want the elite of the elite in any sport. We don't have a dumbed-down class for any other sport. Where Okay, you're not good enough to make the NFL, but we'll start a new league where you don't have to be as big and fast and strong, but you can still, you know, play the game, okay? So it's like just stupid. So I reckon get rid of the two twelve 12 and just have an open. And, hey, the good thing is the 2-12 guys, the shorter ones are going to come in conditioned, yeah. And if people like Sean to come in condition to win or Flex Lewis, the bigger guys are going to go, oh, fuck, you know, this isn't just about size now.
3: Huh. I think
2: that will force them to come in better shape. You know, they won't be playing because, you know, when they come in big, everyone wants to be bigger and bigger and they say, well, big guys always win. But when you have someone coming like that Hardy does. Remember when Hardy did it, it was 2019. He made people look smooth and your eyes were just drawn to him because he had that conditioning of the older days, and it wasn't about did this year it. Too. Because No one knows what you weight. Yes, if someone comes on stage 290, wow, that's great, 290. But maybe that same bigger guy at 279, 280, you know, it's say 12 pounds lighter. Let's just say he's 290 on the day. He's cut, yes, he's big, he's round, he's full. At 290, let's just say 275, he dropped 15 pounds more. He's going to be shredded. But at 275, he might look 310. So it's like, you know, they're so worried about the weight when – and it's illusion up there. The sh- more shredded you are, the bigger you look. You know, clearly that when you see him, he doesn't look one seventy four. You'd think he's around two hundred or more. So, yeah, yeah. So I think it would actually cause the bigger guys to get in better shape if they just said, "Look, there's no more two twelve. These guys are now doing the open." And some as soon as some of those bigger guys start getting beat by the smaller guys, they're like, yeah, that's it. Crying yeah. in their little fucking hankies. <clears throat> I've never seen so much crybabies in this sport too. When people just comment now it's like because you have so many podcast shows like you probably do it i know nick strength and power i know um desktop bodybuilding xavier from australia people just give opinions on placings now i know fawad's show does it all the time and these people get so fucking mad at them just for giving a fucking opinion on how they look oh, or yeah. they're a little bit off you know we're just judging by photos and it's a subjective sport if you can't handle that bullshit get the fuck out Yeah, they complain about depression and mental health and all this bullshit, which is another fucking bullshit crap. That's fucking life, people. Life's hard. It's not all rainbows (laughs) and fucking roses. You're going to have bad days and good days. Fucking get over it. I've got mental health beyond blue. Let's call up. Let's have a fucking depression day. Fucking wake up its life. Tough times build tough people, you fucking pansies. (laughs) How do you really feel? How do you really feel, Lee?
1: Let, okay, How do I really feel? Let me <laughs> I hadn't really thought about the idea no. of not having a two twelve class. I no, mean, me I've heard people. I've heard. I've heard people pitch like having several classes, having like a you know a two hundred and under, then like a two thirty, and then an open, then having them compete. Like Fuad oh. pitched that one time, but I mean,
2: well, I don't well, know. If they, mean, it, they it, get rid of the weight, if you are going to do that, I'd say go five seven under. Go by height. Huh. Five seven and under. Five seven and over that way under five seven, you can weigh whatever you want. So oh, what? What's Nick Walker? Five eight and he weighs like two hundred that... and what fifty odd? Or, yeah. yeah well, let's just yeah. say. So let's just go go by height then. Go five seven and under. So you can be any weight you want if, if you're good enough to be two sixty at five seven. You're two sixty, and then have the taller guys, and then maybe at the end do what Frank Owen Arnold used to do: have the winner of the five seven and under in the open. Yeah, compete together. So yeah, just do it that way. Just like I said, just go back to one class.
0: We lost Lee. I wonder. Uh, I think. I bet he got some sort of. Sometimes I've seen it happen where if you get messages, yeah, then it it freezes things up.
1: Yeah, but I hadn't thought about that. It's it's interesting because they don't have a class. I mean, it's he makes a good point. He makes a good point that it's kind of a class for. Oh, there he is. Maybe.
0: Sort of, no. I think he's gone. Yeah, you're right. Though I, you know what? Too, I would love to see. I would love to see if if they didn't even do that. Imagine if they went back to the Franco Arnold thing where two twelve competed against Open at the end.
1: I think that would be awesome. That would be Why cool. Not? Yeah, yeah. Sean is like Sean is. I don't know if I've ever seen anyone have the roundness and graininess at the same time. That he has, yeah. like usually people are grainy or very round. They're not usually, you know, usually they're not very round and also very grainy like that. Yeah, he has both those qualities at the same time. It's pretty impressive.
0: I will say I'm a Sean, uh, I'm a Sean fan, but let's be real. It's not like he competed
1: against the top guys. You know right. what I mean? It, yeah, I mean Sergio at his best is one thing, but he was not at his best. Yeah. We got you back. That's the thing about.
2: Hello. so I didn't know when you get a phone call, it cuts you off on this one. Jesus. Oh, no
0: kidding. I got to work on that.
2: I de- I declined. I declined the phone call, but got cut off. Oh, shit.
1: <laughs> Boy, yeah, we were talking about the idea of, you know, getting rid of the 212. Because like you said, it's kind of. There's not a class for extra tall guys. There's not a class for guys with wide waists. Like like not everyone can, yeah. you know, what I mean there's plenty of guys that are the perfect height for bodybuilding, 5'9, five, 5'10 five, that are just not put together in a way that's going to ever allow them to be successful, you know? So it's not you're not going to make it fair no matter what you do, but and I think no. I think Sean could be top 10 maybe. You know, he could be top 10 if he if he came in good, I think for sure.
2: Easy. Easy he'd be top. if he's conditioning and just his shape and the muscle bellies that he has him in that condition he was in easy be top 10 and there might be a couple more the guy that got um four for that show he was a 212 guy as well i forget his name so yeah there are there are a few there are a few standouts like i said because they're gonna because the 212 guys are generally shorter and more compact and have that round muscles to them and we always know that you know conditioning not a problem for them so i think if they come in in that condition like i said it's going to force some of these bigger guys to come in condition once the the shorter guys start beating them and they'll be like oh shit, this shouldn't be happening and it will force them to like i said pull their finger out because like i said it doesn't matter if you're coming in winning and you're not 99 or 98 percent, and that sort of was hard you figure well i don't really need to do anymore until someone better comes along as long as you're winning shows at 98 percent, why should i go to 100 percent if i don't need to but if someone starts pushing them, and then it's going to be a whole game changer, then, isn't it? Because we all know the taller guys, I won't say bigger, because Sean for his height's just as big. So yeah. let's just say the taller guys Definitely. really don't like it, really don't like it when the lighter weight guys beat them.
1: Yeah, certainly not. <laughs> you know that better than anyone. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> I think going back to the giant, like the greatest giant killer discussion. I think that some people, when they're thinking about Lee, they think about like things that aren't his placings. Like I don't think they realize that he was like top five of the Olympia, top six multiple times. He was you were seventh, you were eighth, like you were top eight like six years at the Olympia. People, mm-hmm. I don't know, I don't know, I don't know that people realize that. Like they think about your arms and your personality and all this shit. They don't. I don't know if they they understand how well you did at the Olympia level and.
2: I used to have on um, bodybuilding.com would have all the contest stats. So if you went back to like 93 and all up until 2006 and you saw all the shows I was in and then I even forgot, you know, you start looking through the names who I beat. I'm like, oh, fuck, I forgot I beat that guy and beat this guy and competed against that guy. When you start looking through the list of names and shit, people go, oh, fuck, I didn't know you beat him. I didn't know you beat him. I didn't know you beat, know you beat that guy. It's like, yeah. you know, I think they forget. Lee or uh, what, actually when it
1: came up on it's just bodybuilding Ron made a reference to when you think about the giant killer you think of like he was referencing David from David and Goliath. He talked about how you uh-huh. see the small guy with the with the slingshot and Lee. I mean the, the analogy to that is Lee you you beat Kevin LaVrone or Lavroni on Clen uh-huh. and Winnie. Isn't that right?
2: Yeah. Clanning yeah. That's the thing. Uh, yeah, I made that analogy too. It's like to be a giant killer, you've got to slay the giants because you can win a 212 class and the 212 guys can weigh more than you, but they're not giants. You know, as big as I was, no one ever said, fuck, Lee Priest is a giant. They say Lee Priest mm. is a freak. You know, if David had a climbed, I mean, if Jack had gone to the top of the beanstalk or David and Goliath, if, if the guy he had a slay with the slingshot was the same height, they wouldn't have said, oh, he killed a giant, would they? So it's like. You know, I always yeah. make the analogy, you can't be a giant killer if you're in the 212s playing with the dwarfs. So you've got to fucking go on out and climb the beanstalk, which Sean Clarita did. And now he's in the giant killer club. So as long as you're competing with people, your own body weight and stuff, that's not a giant killer. That's just, you know, you're, you're the best, you're the For best sure. shape in condition smurf. That's all.
1: So who would you give ch- second place to, Lee? in the giant killer discussion? Would it be Sean, Sean Ray, Sean Clarita, Dave Henry, uh, Dave Henry. Yeah. See,
2: Sean Ray, even I know like when they talk about giant killers, but even when you talk about giant killers, it's very rare that Sean Ray comes up as a giant killer. I don't know why Whether right. Sean Ray always adds a few inches to his height. Who knows? And to his <laughs> cock, but we're at go there, but it's like, <laughs> according <laughs> who, to Dexter, knows, but, Exactly, according to Paul DeLette too. Paul DeLette, Tommy goes, you should be embarrassed to be it. He's an embarrassment for the black race. Paul do hey, Don't call me racist, that's coming from Paul mm. DeLette, okay? So I'm just saying what he told me. Yeah, but yeah, he's never really, because you've had Franco, you've had Franco, I'd say Labrida. we forgot about Labrida. Labrida yeah. would be up there because he was competing against a lot of a lot of big yeah. guys in his day and stuff. So he had like well, he never beat Lee Haney but all the other people he beat, Mike Christian and
1: yeah, he those came tons of
2: big Yeah, there's you know, lots there. So I'd say Labrador would be up there too. And like I said, Sean, yes, Definitely. he's in the club now. But you know, Sean will have to do a few more shows and that to go down as one of the top guys. I think it's you know, to be a giant killer, you can't just do one open show. You'd have to do it for years and years. And Sean in his conditioning I can see he's gonna be Slaying a lot more giants to come if he sticks to the open classes and stuff like that. And um, you know, there has been a, even back in the day you had Vince Comerford, remember? He was about my height, and he he did pretty well at some of the shows. I'm not sure what he weighed and stuff, but he was only a shorter guy. So there's been there's been yeah. quite a few. But like I said, every time a giant killer comes up, the thing no one ever really has mentioned Sean. Well, I think Sean's thrown his hat in the ring now because that's something like. Well, I will be the greatest, you know, Sean wants to be the greatest at everything. And remember, you brought up Sean's name. I didn't, I saw some bullshit show not long ago. Someone sent me the link where I talked about Sean and I, and Sean's like, Lee always brings me up just so he can stay relevant. And, you know, Lee just needs the views and the publicity, so he needs to mention me to get that. I'm like, God. oh, really? Fucking hell, Jesus. Yeah. Talk about put tickets. Definitely. Talk about put tickets. Wow.
1: <laughs> He's been using that line for years, for years.
2: The only time I bring his name up is it's like, you ask me a question about him or someone sends me a video where he said some shit about me then I just reply to it. Apart from that, I don't think about Sean Ray. It's like maybe on occasion if I step in dog shit, but apart from that, I don't, I don't really <laughs> fucking think Sean about Ray. <laughs> yeah, fucking <laughs> I on my, he's on my shoe again, isn't he, sir? Uh, <laughs>
1: Yeah, he was good though. He was good. I think maybe they don't think yeah, like, of him because well, he's well, kind of borderline, like two two hundred and twelve pounds at five six five five six. Like I don't know, he's not really. I don't know if you could consider him a giant killer. He was a little bit bigger than like the other guys we talk about. Well, not bigger, but you said taller and heavier.
2: Yeah, well, like I said, as a body, but I've always said, you know, Sean's one of the greatest. You know, when he's, I think, was it ninety six one lows. He should have had an Olympia title and stuff, but you know, as a bodybuilder, as a bodybuilder, you can't fault him. Yeah, as a bodybuilder, you can't fault him. You know, he had the nice shape, he had the muscle bellies, and that his conditioning was pretty much 99% always on point. So, as a bodybuilder, you got to give it to him, you know, but as a human being, he's a cunt. What more can you say? That's it. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yeah, there you go. Summed it up nice. Yeah, that's it. Um, How's your training going, Lee?
2: Uh, it has its moments. It's like after the last neck operation, things felt like they were going good. But now the good shoulder, because God knows what, six and a half years, it's had to compensate for the shit side. Now it's as sore as crap. I'm like, oh, have I torn something in that one now? So mm. I'm not sure. I might have to go get it looked at or get a skin on it because, you know, it's bad when your good shoulder's worse than what the worst shoulder was before. So,
1: yeah, you know, it's just, still- it's just old age. Do you use a bar at all, like a barbell, like to do pressing or anything like that? Or is that kind of out of the question?
2: I prefer dumbbells. I tried bar not yeah. long ago. If I just stick to a plate or something, it's not bad, but it's just getting it in that yeah. position is no way comfortable. Whereas a dumbbell, I can move it around or
3: yeah. stuff
2: like that. Yeah, the bars, bars pretty much. Oh fuck, I even tried doing squats again now because I haven't done squats for so long. Just getting my arms back behind the squat bar. I'm like, no, oh. And when I, put the bar, when I put the bar back, i got to try and pry my shoulders out from under it. Like, oh, Jesus. Is, <laughs> it's, ter- it's terrible. Uh, like, God, how, how did this get so hard? It's like, oh.
1: Yeah. There you go. Are, Are you training? I like? think
2: training's, tr- training's overrated. I shouldn't, shouldn't do it.
0: Are you training at yeah. the gym then or do you train from home or what do you normally do?
2: Uh, I was at home for three months cause all the gyms were shut, but now yeah. the gyms are back open. I go back to the gym a bit so I can use some machines cause at home I was just doing all the basics and stuff. Even though I've got dumbbells and barbells at home, but now I can sort of go to the gym and use a bit of machines and break it up a bit. So he- helping the joints a little bit more using a machine or two.
0: <laughs> I got to ask then. So I know like, so Rami right now, like over uh-huh. in the middle East, he's like a god basically you know like everybody over there is like so into him and i'm i'm thinking with you having been the biggest bodybuilder that ever came out of australia how often do you still get people that are coming up
2: to you and like oh dude it's lee priest like freaking out i had one today at the gym come and ask for my photo and stuff so i get a little bit but It's weird because over here we have, like, rugby league players, you know, like NFL players over there who get treated like gods, probably the same as NFL players and stuff. But you see them on the news. They abuse their girlfriends. They go out, get drunk. They're doing party drugs and still heroes. Yeah. Here I am, the best bodybuilder to come out of this country. I can walk down the street and get steroids, fucking steroids. No kidding, really. Of course. But now – you don't get steroids too much anymore because I think even a lot of young kids, you know, that go to music festivals, they're all using it. So I think even though they're use, using, using a lot of them, I think slowly they're realising steroids don't build muscle because we all know those guys that are pumping in large amounts year after year and still look like shit. So it's like, yeah, you know, yeah, but it's just like for what you put into the sport and to being the best at something, I probably got recognised more in America or when I go to mm. England and places like that than my own in my own place. I guess it's like anything really. Normally, when you leave your country, wind you down. Whether they just take you for granted. I know uh. that a lot of Australians, Australian sports stars, who could be great at something here, no one gives a shit about them as soon as they go overseas and make it. Oh, that's us. That's our Australian champion over there, showing the world how it's done. But when they were here. They couldn't get a sponsor. No one wanted to back them. But now they're over on the world stage. Everyone loves them. And when they come home, they want to interview them. And, oh, can we do this for us? Like, well, where the fuck were you when I was coming up, when I was here? Because we have that thing here called the tall poppy syndrome. If anyone's bigger, you try and bring them down. If anyone does good, you Mm. can't give them a compliment. You've got to put shit on them and just drag them down because nobody wants to see somebody doing good. So it's like we had like – here we have a guy called Ricky Ponting. He's like one of Australia's best batsmen in cricket. You know, been playing for years. He has like some of the best totals ever. It'd be like like having a Barry Bonds or someone, but towards a couple of games, he didn't do too well. You know, instead of getting 100 runs, he might have only got four. And then the crowd just turned on him. Oh, he should fucking retire. He's washed up. He's this, he's that. It's like the guy's only human. He's been playing his whole life. You can't be 100% every time. You're going to be a little bit off. I said, Do you think these athletes sit in the locker room going, I'm going to deliberately go out there today and just fuck this up? It's like, He's going out the bat, same as in baseball. If you're going out the bat, you could be a greatest batter, but maybe the bowler or the pitcher is having a better day than you're having that day. So, you know what? Yeah. But just the way – we even have teams here. We had Parramatta years ago, like a rugby team. They weren't doing well. Whereas I see in America, you have baseball teams that haven't won games for fucking years, but the crowd still supports them. They still love them. They get behind them. Here, Parramatta didn't do good for a couple of games – so when Parramatta comes on the field, even their supporters are fucking booing them. I'm mm. like, well, that's good for morale, isn't it? It's like, <laughs> uh, that's, that's interesting. We, we
1: kind of have the same same type of stuff here, honestly. The whole, like, you know, people, you know, armchair quarterback sort of thing.
2: You know? Oh, oh we get that very... here. That's the thing, too. That, yeah, that's the thing, too, with the armchair quarterbacks, it's like, i got friends that do that. Oh, you fucking idiot. You didn't see the ball coming. How the fuck could you not see that? Yeah. It's like, well, wait a minute. That guy sucks. That that guy's on a field. He's on a field. He's breathing hard. He's adrenaline's pumping. He's got his team, the other team. He's at fucking eye level, so all he sees is people. You've could three people here. The guy behind them has the ball who's going to throw it. So he's got a split second. Somebody moves. He suddenly sees the ball and catches it or drops it. Oh yeah, why didn't you see that coming, Mister Fucking Armchair at home sitting there with twenty fucking camera angles all around the fucking field? Oh, yeah. I saw that ball coming. Yeah, of course you saw the ball coming. There's twenty cameras on it for you to fucking see. <laughs> he's down here at eye level. He's got a he's got to see it in a split second. He's got a split second reaction to either catch the ball or miss it. He doesn't get a replay. Go well, how could he not see that on the replay? And so it is sort of shit. So yeah. I always laugh at you know the people that think that they can do better, but they're just sitting at home, drinking their beer with their big fat stomachs. <laughs> I, I think it's, it's like, the yeah. same
0: thing with bodybuilding because you'll get guys that are like, you know, Brandon Curry should really work on his legs because he needs to bring mm-hmm. those up, you know, so that he can be as big as Rami. Like, yeah. Brandon, like, Brandon might have thought of that. Yeah,
1: probably. Yeah. It's like, but
2: the, <laughs> thing, the thing is that Brandon has good legs. It doesn't matter who you are. Yeah, he does. When yeah. you stand beside... When you stand beside Rami, your legs aren't going to be super (laughs) impressive because Rami's legs are just big. The thing you can do with Rami is if you've got nice-shaped legs or really cross-stirated legs, like somebody like Kai's legs, when Kai was in his best shape of feathers, to me that would look more impressive than Rami's. Like Rami's are big, yes, but you get someone like Kai's legs or even Phil Heath in his best shape, they'll put Rami's to shame. Once you see all that detail and all the feathers across them, then Rami's legs will be big, but they'll be like, well, oh, Rami's legs are big, but they're looking smooth next to somebody like that. So, yeah, it's like everyone's like on about his legs, but yet overall it's like shit. And then I said, I'm sure if you look at the people who are saying that about Brandon's legs, you look at their picture and they've got legs like this, or they don't even train legs, or it's some board short competitor. It's yeah. like, oh, shut the fuck up. It's like, <laughs> we yeah. talked
0: to Chad Nichols the other day. He was saying, I didn't know anything about this. I don't know if you guys did. He said that that Rami was going through some personal stuff this past year, and that like a lot of the year he wasn't even training.
1: So instead I, of, do, did you hear about that, Jeff? I've heard things about that. I heard somebody said I don't know. I who didn't it know was, anything but about it. Somebody said that he. Somebody said that he trained for. Th- he only trained for three months. I can't remember where I heard that. Like literally, the everything uh-huh. was only in three months. Huh. I, it, it may have been on Fuad's podcast or. No, actually, it might have been – I think it was Giles on MD talking to uh, – yeah, he was talking to Milos in a recent show. And, uh, yeah, they talked – he had heard uh, – Giles had heard that he had only trained total for three months. But I don't know if that means like in the gym. Like was he at home doing stuff? Who knows what – or if, if that's even true at all. But Well,
0: it was one of those things where Chad said it was like they kept checking back in once in a while. And then Chad said like, okay, we can do it, but we have to start now. And we can't miss yeah. anything, you know. Like this is, this is last minute
2: now, yeah. for
1: sure, for sure. Well, like, that, I mean, well, like I said, I, that, that makes sense. I thought
2: he, I thought I thought he looked good at the Olympia. But to me, the year before he looked much better.
3: I thought and so And to right? me, I,
2: and and the thing was, I thought Brandon had made enough improvements, and I like Brandon's shape and the way Brandon flowed. To me, I just thought Brandon had done enough to beat him because, as good as Rami was, it wasn't like that clear cut wow. Yeah. You've got it in the bag, whereas you've seen in the past whether Jay Cutler at his best or Dorian Yates or Phil Heath at his best come out, yeah. of Ronnie Coleman. As soon as they come out, you're like, okay, let's look for second and third. It's out. This yeah. time, yeah. yeah. It's like when you see people like Ronnie in that or, like I said, Phil Heath, you're like, okay, no one's beating these guys, whereas Rami, if he slips a little bit, he is beatable, You know, whereas the other guys were so dominant. Rami, if he doesn't come in, one hundred percent all the time, like I said, and, and like I said, Brandon pushing him then almost beat him. So, I don't think he's going to have the dominance that those other past Mr. Olympias have had.
0: I got to ask a question right. again. So, Lee, did have you ever did you ever have a year that was like that where you are like, oh shit, I don't know if I am going to make it, I, you know, this year, and then you pulled it together yeah. in a short period of time?
2: No, I never pulled it together. I did that when okay. I had the long hair and did, did the Olympia. <laughs> remember, remember that one? It's like, I think you, you mentioned that. Oh, three,
0: right? Oh, three? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't up. want to
2: do it. I was just going, like I said, to do a show, you've got to be 100% on everything. Yeah. And I was like dieting one week and then I'm like, fuck it. i will go eat McDonald's. No, I've got to do <laughs> it. I'm not going to do it. Yes, I'm going to do it. And then I finally just said, fuck it. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. That's it. I haven't got my mind in it. It's a waste of time. So that's when I put on, I think, get big boards back down and other boards that I'm not doing it. And, man, I got so much abuse. We're your fans. We've brought tickets. We're coming to see you, support you. You can't let us down. So I'm like, oh, fucking hell. So now I sort of, okay, let me try again. So I got back into the dieting. I'm going to do the show. I ended up doing the show. And then I got messages on the boards how the fuck could you go on stage looking like that? We come to support you, and that's how you <laughs> t- turn up. I'm like, you can't win.
0: <laughs> no like, kidding. <laughs> was that this year? I think I got a couple pictures here. Whoa, that was big.
2: Yeah. Look, look, now even now, even though I didn't really die for I was eating McDonald's, that's not bad shit. <laughs> <laughs> really. It's
0: still one of the freaking best bodybuilders in the world. Damn. Yeah, look at how, that, how, that, long, that's reading. how long was this?
2: Uh, if you, that was 2000, no, how I long mean, was my diet? Yeah,
0: yeah, like how long when you finally like decided, like, okay, I'll stop eating
2: McDonald's? Oh, probably six <laughs> weeks. You're kidding me. But even, then, but even then, I wasn't mentally into it, because you know, if that's not mentally into it, I'm just going through the motions, and your mind yeah. is is more powerful than anything. Yes, you can diet, even if you were 100% strict for 12 weeks or 16 weeks, you could diet strict for those weeks, you could take your drugs, you could do your cardio But if mentally you don't have that same thought Hmm. process, I've seen guys do that. But if they're not mentally positive, your body just won't respond. And because even though the last six weeks I was doing the dieting and everything else, my mind was off like, yeah, I'm just doing this to go through the motions to do the show. You're not going to look your best if your mind's not there. So so, so the, the half of it I always found getting ready for contest is more mental than physical. Like the training, the dieting, yeah, it might suck in the cardio, but it's pretty much easy keeping that mental focus and you know just thinking you know how hey, you going to look on stage you got to do this you got to do that that's more draining than anything so so it's just the head game the whole right. time
1: yeah would you think of the competitive season this year did anyone surprise you were you like following anything specifically uh, or would you make of the whole nothing,
2: uh I think Nick Walker's been doing good. He's been looking great and stuff like that, even though yep. people are going about the veins and that, you know, when it first came out. But you know, <laughs> that's old news. That's old news now. Move on people, it's like. Yeah. You know, but yeah, I think Nick's been doing good. They haven't really been I was expecting more from Bonnick at the Olympia. I thought he might have mm. came out and shocked us a bit. But yeah, I don't really the thing I don't understand lately is now whereas like And people have said, I think if Lee Haney said in one show, you know, it comes to muscle conditioning and that density and stuff, they got it from training more regularly, whereas now a lot of guys, you know, they train a bit less. They might use a bit more gear, but they don't train like for an hour or two. It might be 45 minutes. And then they might only do one show a year or two because I know there's a lot of people now who did the Olympia. I'm not doing nothing now. The next year's Olympia, I'm going to. But it's like the more shows you do, Yes, it's hard, the dieting and stuff, but yet you get better each time. You learn your body more. Hmm. You get ready for more shows. It's like imagine if you're a boxer and you only fought once a year. You're not going to be as crisp as someone who maybe did a boxing show every three or four months because you're going to be more on the ball. You learn more. Your whole training aspect's different. Yes, even though you take an off-season for 12 months to get ready for next year's Olympia, you can bust your ass, but it's still not the same training that goes into contest training where your eating's on point. You know, everything's on point. Your gear could be on point. Everything you do and is so on point, your body just responds. And people go, well, that's just too much on the body. I'm like, fuck. I said, 97, I did 11 shows year. Yeah. Majority of times, I do, four, I do four or five shows a year. And it didn't tax my body. My blood work was fine. My kidney, livers were fine. Yes, if you're fucking doing crazy shit abusing drugs, then you probably can't do four or five shows a year. If you're taking such a large amount that you need to give your body time to de-fucking-tox. That's where the bad shit comes in. But if you're using sensible amounts and you're using, not abusing, there's a big fucking difference here. So you could do yep. more shows, but I think sadly now the chemical side's getting a bit way out of hand that, you know, they just can't, they, oh, we can't peak for that many shows. Why not? <laughs> Everyone's shows are close together. I find when shows are close together, it's easier to keep your contest shape. You can have an off day here and cheat a bit and do this. But if you're in shape, I found the closer the shows were, the better I got the more I stayed in shape. But I don't know, these people now, it's just weird. Like when you guys did those
0: European tours. Those things, those were nuts, man. Those were, I think, some of the best moments in our sport, honestly. And I feel like – Yeah, I think
2: one – Yeah, one European tour, I think we did seven shows in nine days. So you're just (laughs) on a plane going from one place to the next place. You'd come off stage – you come off stage, get about five hours sleep at four in the morning. You're at an airport, hopping on a plane, flying to another country. By the time you get off the plane, it could be afternoon, get to the hotel, unpack, straight to the venue, compete, back to the hotel, eat a meal, wake up next morning, go to the airport, get on another plane. So, yeah, what
3: but did you do, around America, uh, do
2: you do about food? Generally, the promoter would have food there, but sometimes it wasn't the best food. You just sort of made do. By the fourth or fifth show, is when Paul DeLette and Vince Taylor and I in Helsinki found the Chinese restaurant. <laughs> we said, oh, fuck it, let's just go Chinese. <laughs> but even even after doing that, I was still placing third and Paul was fourth. And Then the next show, he was four, third and I was fourth. And I remember Milos was getting mad because he saw us eating Chinese and hamburgers and Milos was like, fuck, I'll take more diuretics. And we're still beating him. So it was like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, but I just yeah. think guys now are just... The more you do, you're going to, to learn more and just get to know your body. Just doing one show a year, yeah, it's like I said, it's not it's not the same. And, you know, just training more. This whole overtraining bullshit I've never believed in because hmm. if you're eating correctly, you're resting, you're a fucking pro bodybuilder. Seriously, apart from going train once a day in the off-season, what more you got to fucking do? You go on Instagram or Facebook, put a few posts and shit like that. It's not like you got... You know, the old days, if you didn't have a contract, you'd have to go out and work a nine-to-five job, then do your training and shit like that. Yes, you could get tired then, but if, you're, if you can put in a two-hour workout, two and a half hours in the morning, and now you've got 24 hours to your next workout, in that 24 hours, you've got time to sleep, you've got time to eat, you can take another nana nap during the day, you can sleep through the night, you can take your fucking train, your Decker, your dynamo, whatever you need to <laughs> fucking repair. So you can take all these drugs and you're going to go... Oh, I think I'm overtraining. I'm going catabolic. How the fuck are you going to go catabolic when you're eating all the food you want and taking drugs and you've got probably 20% body fat? What, you think the, you're just going to eat your muscle away before the body fat goes? So there's so many excuses now that people just make. Whereas you see Arnold in the day, sometimes they train ch- chest twice a day and all this sort of stuff. So, like I said, as long as you're getting the rest in, you're getting the proper nutrition, you're taking your special supplements. You're yeah. not gonna overtrain, so mentally you could get tired, sure, but you might get burnt out mentally. But physically, the human body can take a lot of fucking punishment before it fucking totally gives in. But like I said, if you're getting everything needed to keep fueling it, you're not gonna fucking break down unless you have got a small injury or something you have got to take care of. But if you're firing on all cylinders, you well, can especially keep pushing your you, body,
0: you know, especially pros. Like, yeah, I yeah. I had asked Brandon Curry a few years ago. 'Cause he when when he it was I think after he won the Arnold and I asked him like what did you what has changed? And he said that he'd always listened to the podcast, he'd always listened to how everybody said you needed to really make sure you rested, that rest was the most important uh-huh. thing and that he didn't want to overdo it. And then he went to oxygen and he realized like, you know what? i'm one of those guys that i can't overdo it the more i do mm-hmm. the better is it. and i guess not like you know our quote-unquote average humans we might not be able to handle that but you guys mm-hmm. like nick walker guys who are the best in the world i i think you're right man i don't think they're gonna over well that's why well
2: that's why i think too the average human though might have a family life so they gotta wow. take care of the kids and do other shit the average human might have a nine to five jobs. So uh, you know, the average human's yep. probably getting a lot less sleep. The average human's probably getting a lot less rest. If your job as a pro is to eat, sleep and train, well fuck me. If you if you can overtrain doing that, well, good luck to you because <laughs> it's like you got all the time in the world. Like I said, I try to get up at 4.30 or 4 4.00 o'clock in the morning. If I'm at the gym by five thirty and I train to seven thirty, there's two hours. So it's still seven thirty in the morning. I got all morning still, I got all afternoon and all evening the rest, sleep, eat, do whatever. I got till the very next morning to just rest and do yeah. whatever. So it's not like I'm going to be tired or worn out. It's not like I've got to leave the gym now and go do construction work and build homes or day in the hot sun and shit. So, yeah, the average person right. probably could overtrain, but just because they're not – and you'll probably find that is too because when you got a normal job, you're not going to get all those meals in. You've got to eat what you can, when you can. You've got to get a protein shake in here or there. Whereas a pro bodybuilder, you can sit down to six four meals a day and just have those meals and the resting. And like I said, and then order ghee you need and the stuff like that. So I just think that you know, I just don't believe in a lot of shit. And I think two people listen to their gurus too much and not themselves and don't trust in themselves. And I know Ian Valier brought up on the podcast. He goes, oh, if you asked Lee Priest, you'd say you don't need fucking gurus. i was just going to bring that up what i really said it's not what i really said i just asked the question the ian on the buys and tries thing because he's on there talking i said no i've asked this to a few people i just said why like i said you get chris bumstead ready and each year he's improved he's won three olympias he's your brother-in-law you do his training diet and gear cycles i presume he comes in great shape why can't you do that to yourself and it's like i said no one knows your body better than you and he's like well that's why, Lee, because I know my body so well, I can relay that information to Patrick. I'm like, but why would you have to relay that information to Patrick? It'd be like me relaying it to you, Jeff, and you, Jeff going, well, Lee, here's some chicken breast, eat that. But let's just say Jeff's a guru and I come to Jeff and say, get me ready for a contest, Jeff. And you've prepared other people. You'd say, okay, Lee, here's a drug cycle. Here's how to train. Well, I've been training for 30-odd years. I should know what the fuck and do. It's like some of these people say, no, I'm not picking on Patrick, but just to say Patrick or Harney. They say to Honey, I need to bring up more upper back, and Honey goes, well, maybe you should do some more of this. You've been training 15, 20 years. You don't know how to bring up upper back. You don't know how to work your fucking traps a bit more to make them grow. Or if you think, shit, I need more leg sweep, what do I do? What do I do? Hold on, let me ask my guru, who has no fucking legs, let me ask him how to get more fucking leg sweep and shit like that. So if I go to Jeff and Jeff says, okay, now, Lee, here's your diet. You might say, Lee, what foods do you like? I say, I like potatoes and rice. Okay, i'm going to do you up a diet here it is and i go okay well shit, i've eaten that before i eat it then jeff with next week we'll go how you feeling i'm feeling a little bloated jeff uh well maybe cut the 200 grams of rice back to 150 see how that goes i could do that myself yes i agree with when you get ready for shows the last month or so mentally it's the worst because you think you look shit so you need someone there for that so i've always said if you've got a great training partner who's there to push you every day meet you at the gym if you've got another set of eyes, either your training partner, your girlfriend, your wife, or just a close friend where you have those days you feel like shit, they can say, no, you're looking fine. It's all in your fucking head. Or you have those days where you think, fuck, I'm looking great. And he goes, mate, you're still fucking smooth. Knock this shit off. Go do some more fucking cardio. Yes, you need people for that just because of that mental game you play with yourself. But when it comes to the training and the diet and drugs and shit, nobody knows yourself better than you. And Paul DeLette said it the best when I said to Paul, when he was living with me, why do you need Chad? And Paul said, Lee, I'm lazy. He goes, like you, Lee, you're doing it yourself. I've heard you say, what will I have for lunch, chicken or steak? And he goes, I just go to the fridge and it has written out here, Chad said, I've got to have chicken, this and that. Next yeah. meal, i got to have steak. He goes, that way I don't have to think about it. Some, Some people, people like they that. I
3: understand, yeah, for, sure.
2: understand if, that's, if that's why you're doing it, fine, I understand that. But for everything else, the training, the drugs and that, really, I always said too, in the beginning, excuse me, if you 're just new to training, first time in the gym, yes, it 's great to have a personal trainer to show you what exercises to do, different movement, what works, what, and here 's some different diets. But after six or twelve months, if you don't know how to do it your fucking self by then jesus it 's like you know you just want someone to hold your hand and talk to that 's pretty much all it is because you should know what to do, so I just don 't get why these people give so much emphasis to people like these gurus like charles glass he doesn't really do diets but yet he knows training being a pro bodybuilder and like i said i'm not putting anything on these gurus whether it be matt jensen patrick or harney or them but when you really look at these people and you look at the people they train yes they've trained olympian guys but they're training the people with the best genetics out there my grandmother would cook my diet food for me my grandmother could get someone like phil heath or ronnie coleman <laughs> and give them the same food i ate so he take some decker take some growth because you've got the
0: Oh, shit. Oh, man.
2: If you get someone with great genetics, you can give them anything and yeah. they're going to do it. What I want to know is, yes, we see that you might train this Olympian guy, but how many other clients do you have that don't fucking do anything? They don't compete or they don't place at shows. It's like you're picking out the elite of the elite. When when you're looking at someone like Clarita or Nick Walker or Ronnie Coleman, Jay Cutler, who have gurus, so to call that help him. I said, they're a best of the best they're the top one percent anything you give them the eat or take or train is going to respond to them so but they're given all these and i said not putting anything on these gurus over the matt jensen's patrick's then but when you look at them you're like well what makes them such an authority on training and dieting and the whole drug side of things it's like what do they know more than you someone that's been in the gym for 15 20 years taken every drug probably known to man so you know if you feel good on trend you know if you feel good on test you know if you feel good on dianabol you've eaten probably every diet combination of chicken and rice and this and that the only thing that's going to change is the amounts on how lean you need to get you know how to do cardio so i just don't see why i have i have faith more in these bodybuilders than they do in themselves i never had a guru i had like honey want to help me once and neil hill i've still got neil hill's emails with the diet and the drug cycle on there i sent him to dave palumbo he laughed he's like oh my god look at that and the same thing with honey it was such a big <laughs> drug cycle mike your blonde was living with me and i just said i ain't taking all that so yeah they can say there might be small amounts but there was just six or seven different drugs and you think they start to add up after a while so i just did it myself i just out of curiosity i saw what they wanted me to eat and like i said even when neil Hill will give me a diet it was like oatmeal and eggs and there's like some blueberries in the oatmeal and stuff like that. Cause I showed Flex Lewis and Flex Lewis is like, if he doesn't give me fucking blueberries. How the come you get blueberries? <laughs> so it's like, yeah, I think a lot of, if you stick to the I think basics, a lot of time to- stick to the basics, you can't go wrong with the basics. When it comes to training, dieting, drugs, stick with the basics. It can't go wrong. Take notes of when you eat something, how you feel energy wise, how you look. But yes, like I said, have a good training partner or one or two, have a good set of eyes where you can say, how am I looking? And they're going to be truthful with you and stuff like that. So you need just a positive team around you and you can do it yourself. So that's all I'm saying. I just don't see why they give so much emphasis and to say, yes, I know my body better than anyone. And I give that information to my coach. So if I said, I know my body, hey, Jeff, this is how I'm feeling. I know my body on this and that. I'm going to give that information to you. And they're just going to give me back information that I should know myself. It's like if, if I said, if, if Oh, Jeff, I got reports from the contest. They said I need to bring up my side delt a bit more. Jeff, what should I do for my side delt? And you say, Lee, how about you do some more side lateral raises?
3: <laughs> oh, yeah.
2: fuck, why didn't I think of that? Jesus. Side yeah. lateral raises. Oh, my God. Is is this a new exercise, Jeff? I've never heard of this before. It's like, I don't get it. It's like, oh. and yeah, now You just do seven sets season. of seven
1: at the end of your workout.
2: Yeah. And even the off-season, okay, my guru's just giving me my off-season plan. It's off-season. Just fucking eat. Just eat six meals, but just eat whatever you want. You want to put weight on it. Okay, if you want if you're getting too fat, cut back on a few carbs or cut back on the ice cream or whatever you eating in the off-season. It ain't fucking rocket science. And do heavy basic movements and just do more emphasis on what you want to bring up. It's not like, oh, my God, I've got to ask my guru, what do I do now? Or, oh, hold on, I'm feeling horny today. Hold on, let me call up. Hello? am i allowed to have a wank today or not okay so losing 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 semen will not affect my training if it won't bring my test level down oh okay just take an extra 15 mg of sip that'll fix it okay if i go (laughs) (laughs) Fuck me dead people there you go i I just don't get it it's like but you know it's like i think some of the guys are just that's why i don't help people i won't help people for that reason. Some are like beginner people I will, but other people, that's like when I helped Jake that time, he was already a good bodybuilder. And I think, well, what can I really give him? So I did give him my diet and training and the cycle. And like, I, th- I think I told you before Jeff, when I give him the cycle, he's like, are you fucking with me, Lee? I said, yeah. no, that's a small amount I use." And he went and won the worlds the best he ever felt, the best he ever looked at. Mm. He won the contest, but I don't yeah. like doing it because there was another guy who he wanted me to help. He'd been a bodybuilder. And I sent him this pretty much the same thing. I sent Jake. He's like, what, that's it? i think what? He goes, that's what I paid for. I said, he goes, I fucking knew that. That, That's just basic. I said, well, what were you expecting? He goes, well, I thought there would have been some secret or shit. I said, Mm. there's no fucking secrets, mate. That's why sometimes I'd feel guilty giving someone a diet and shit because I'm thinking, this is so fucking basic. We know what food's good and bad, you know, when it comes to eating eating clean, if you just want to get in shape, if you want to go into the diet stage, yes, you got to go a bit more stricter and maybe count calories or do whatever and add the cardio in but there's no there's it's not fucking rocket science here even when it comes to the drug side these gurus okay you might have read the fucking steroid handbook and everything else and know which one works good with this one but you know your body better anyone anyway. somebody can say well you know what this combination here of trend and this that's the best ever but you might not respond to that like me i was always good on just decker and Dianabol, or a bit of Susan and on 250 and diana Bowl or an apple on 50 just taking two different things like that I'd get super strong. I'd get really full. I did some contests where even leading up to the contest, I was still taking Dianabol. Well, that makes you hold water. Not if you're fucking eating clean and you're not eating fatty foods, you're not eating salty, salty foods. The drug ain't going to make you hold water. It's like when people take Decker yeah. and Dianabol and all this shit in the off season, oh, that makes you really puffy. Now it's not the drugs you get. It's the fucking McDonald's you're fucking eating with it that's making <laughs> you puffy. It's like, that's like, just yeah. you can't tell them. But,
1: Lee, do you make anything of people saying, you know, in favor of coaches, just saying when you're close to a show, when you're a month out or whatever, and you start to, you're starving and you're just, Uh you're, you're so anxious about the show and you're not Uh eating anything. Like it's very difficult to make good judgment calls on your own physique. When you look at, cause I know even, I think even Scott's run into that where you like, you took it too far. Yeah. On a prep. And like, I know Roman's done it. I know Evan used to do it.
2: Yeah. Well, that's when I said. That's when you need that person to calm you down because, well, I remember there's a video that comes up. I'm on the world gym deck and I'm training in a black tank top and I got black Superman shorts on. I see that now and I'm like, fuck, I look good there. But I remember that day I didn't want to do the video. I think I was like two and a half weeks out. In my mind, I'm like, oh, fuck, I've got to take my T-shirt off. I've got a tank top on. In my mind, I thought I looked great. But when I looked in the mirror, I'm like, fuck me, dead, I'm going to pull out of the show. I look like fucking shit. I was so pissed off having to do that video that's how your mind thinks. That's when yeah. you need someone around you to say, look, it's just your fucking mind. Stop the bullshit. Just, that's why I said I'd always stay covered up so I didn't see myself uh, unless it was time to go to, into a posing room, then have someone with you saying, yes, you look great. Okay, no, we need to bring a bit more of your waist off. You need to get a little bit drier. And then when you do sometimes look your best, then you start thinking, maybe if I just do a little bit more, maybe if I just add a bit more cardio, maybe if I just cut my carbs a little bit, I'll get that little bit tighter. No, don't fuck with it. If you're looking great, don't go fucking doing anything fancy or anything like that. That's where you need, like I said, a good training partner, a good support team just to be that second or third set of eyes just to keep you on that thing. As I said, it's all mental that last, say, month. That's when your mind's just – because you said you're depleted, mm-hmm. you're mentally tired, you're thinking positive, yes, I'm going to do great. You know, One day you get up and you think, fuck, look at me. I can win this show. I'm looking fantastic. You can get up the next morning, look exactly the same and go, fuck, I look like shit. And some of them go, you look the same as yesterday. No, I don't. I guess it's similar like when you get these girls who are anorexic and they say they're fat. And you're looking sure. at them going, you're, you're yeah. fucking skin and bone. What do you mean you're fat? So that's how your mind gets when you're a bodybuilder. You start looking at yourself going, I look smooth. But yet your mate will be going, smooth, you're fucking shredded. Oh, no, I'm not. And then you would be like, of you've lost some size and stuff. You know, you've lost all your puffiness of the body, fat and fluid. I feel small. And like, I could tell you that my, the majority of times I felt small. Even Cormier was saying at one time, I was backstage, I'd always wear big clothes. I'd pump up, go in the toilet, put oil on, put my clothes back on, pump up. You know, look at me, he goes, and I, as soon as I took my shirt off, Chris would be standing there like, where the fuck did that come from? I think even <laughs> um, I think even John said it, didn't he? When he said in '97, he saw me guest pose somewhere. He goes, when he saw me in a sweat top and hoodie, he's like, oh, there's Lee over there. But when I walked out on yeah. stage, John, John said, he's like, Holy fuck! Where, you know where did that muscle yeah. come from? So yeah, Ron. Normally, when you feel, yeah, Ron, Ron, I mean, yeah. Normally, that's what happens. So oh normally yeah, yeah you I, did I could, Yeah, so I can guarantee people if you're into bodybuilding, the time you feel your worst, you think you look like shit, you feel like death. I guarantee to everybody else that's when you look your fucking best. It always happens when you feel like you don't want to do the show. I look like crap this and that, all those negative thoughts coming in. I bet if you had an honest look at yourself or you could see yourself through someone else's eyes, that's probably when you look your best ever. (laughs) So it's just the way it is. So I said, I guess it's similar to that like anorexic where they think they're fat and we're looking at them thinking, my God, your skin and bone. How do you see yourself as being fat? Well, you know, when you diet down, you feel small, but yet you look massive.
1: (laughs) Right, for sure.
2: You think, you brought up
1: Nick Walker um uh-huh. i kind of he kind of reminds me of you he kind of he wins on his arms legs and midsection he's uh-huh. sh- a little bit shorter i mean he's got wild arms and wild legs he's got the longer torso uh-huh. shorter legs i kind of i don't know i kind of see a little bit of you in him when i when i look at him his his strong body parts are when yeah. he's those arms and legs like when you would come out your arms and legs legs just like hung off you in a way that was like they're just like uh-huh. It, it, your arms and legs made you look massive. And, and I feel like uh, Nick is the same way.
2: Well, I think I was a little younger, but we both got fifth in our first Olympia. He's, he's, oh, he's copying me. <laughs> but then How, I got moved to, uh, after the show, I got moved to six. He didn't get moved to sixth place at the banquet. I did. <laughs>
1: yeah. Cause Kevin Lavroni was crying about it. Mm. Is that what happened?
2: Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, Kevin was six. Yeah, I was fourth. Uh, Kevin was six. I was fifth. Dillette was fourth. Dillette got moved to six. Four, fifth. I got moved to six. Kevin went from six up to fourth. Well, like I said, nice. I didn't even know about it because my mum came over for that Olympia. My first, well, my first Olympia should have been when I was 22, but I got suspended that year, so I couldn't do it. So I waited another two years. Go figure. <laughs> Me get suspended. So I did it. I just turned, I think I just turned 25 ish. I was probably the same because Nick's, what, 26? Yeah, so I didn't I was hopping I on the bus. Yeah, I was going on the bus to the banquet. Everyone's like, Lee, sorry about your placing, because you know, some people said, Ollie, oh, it should have been higher. So I think I think that's what they're talking about. I'm like, what do you mean? I said, fifth place at my first Olympia. I'm happy with that. They're like, Oh, haven't you heard? I'm like, heard what? Oh, you got moved to sixth place. I'm like, What do you mean I got moved to sixth place? So yeah, actually I just found the certificate. I gave it to my friend Nick. I found it, I was cleaning out some boxes, I found my fifth place certificate. No kidding. Like, hey. Yeah, and I got this glass crystal fucking fruit bowl that has fifth place Mr. Olympia on it. I, the only that's thing awesome. I didn't get was the fifth place. I never got the fifth place prize money. So that was
1: the. Yeah, that's funny. You got the trophy and everything. That's bizarre. I don't think it's ever happened mm. before or since. Certainly not since. Nah. Nah, Did
3: they that that
2: say they they, they, they?
1: they said they like mixed up the scorecards or something like
2: that. Oh. Something like that, but how do you like change it when it's over? Like you could understand if someone read it out wrong and they oh wait a minute wait wait you know that's happened before sorry sorry we messed that up that was meant to be this but when the scores are being tabulated, whoever's reading it out Wayne Demilia whoever's comparing at that time reads it out and he's got first place, you know Dorian Yates second NASA I think third could yeah. have been Sean was it fourth Paul Dillette, fifth Lee Priest he's got in there it's all been added up and totaled. And then the show's over. Everyone leaves to go to the banquet. Then you find out later on, hold on, we made a mistake. Kevin was meant to be in. It's like things like that you'd catch there, you know, if you just read it out wrong. But now when yeah, you, you tabulate tabulated again, That's like, who knows? One of those yeah. many mysteries like Bigfoot and uh, UFOs and Sasquatch. Yep. Speaking of which, we got to have that? uh Hear that? Hear that, Jeff? Hear that? That's a, a squash.
1: That's a
2: Squatch. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a running joke story.
1: You know, I, you know, I've ju- heard. you know, ju- you know, juvenile squatch sometimes impersonate wolves and other animals.
2: Oh, I never heard. How that. do you is know, know on a new episode? <laughs> <laughs> we got
1: to have it? Ron on again <laughs> to talk about supernatural shit. He's got to uh, tell is us. Our, internet, he, is he? He, yeah. Remember, he? he said he was like attacked by something in a hotel room and he was going to come back on and tell us about it
2: oh really sexually yeah. attacked or just like <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> we'll have to find out we'll have to find out Ooh. what do you think Scott we got time for one more yeah I've had it man I'm just sitting
0: here oh. enjoying my. I'm kind of like I'm a podcast fan so I'm just kind of like hanging out as a fan oh. of, the, of podcasts for just, sure that's just it just
2: put your hands just put your hand. put your hands where we can see <laughs> it, please <laughs> <laughs> one more question one more question <laughs> I'm almost I'm there. Almost, uh, be careful now. As your, as your guru, do not climax. Just almost get there because if you almost come, that'll build up the hormone intensity. So your next workout. Right. Good for squats. Keeping, yeah. it, keeping that in, by releasing it a bit, a little bit from the testicle area, the <laughs> semen will sort and of, the hormones will move through the body, allowing the t- testicles to fill up again. So you're going to have oh, twice yeah. the potency of testosterone so when you're training you're all gonna right. have twice the pump and at the same time you're blowing your pants like Arnold said because it's like coming when you get the pump
0: all right let me write that oh. down hold on that's the secret yeah that's that's hey. what you didn't tell that guy yeah <laughs> I, finally, I
2: finally let the cat out of the bag now when I can see Ian Valliere right. and Nick Walker and James Hollinghead talking about their gurus, and you see a box of tissues beside him. Next time, you'll know why.
0: No box of tissues, actually. <laughs> it's all
2: about not all needed. About the release, yeah. <laughs> just yeah, in case. You, you could recycle. If you're a good shot, you can recycle it. <laughs> oh
0: no! <laughs> Keep the hydration up. Waste,
2: waste yeah. not want, Not yeah. That's what I say. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. What, what did you want to ask, you? Be serious. This is about bodybuilding for God's sake.
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> so this is something that's come up on a couple of podcasts recently, and I wanted to get your guys' take on it. So people often talk about the different renditions of Ronnie Coleman and which one was the best. Uh-huh. Um, I want to know, which one do you think – so people say like 98 versus 03. Uh-huh. Do you, which one do you think would do better in a bodybuilding competition? Like if, if 98 if, if the, – in the 2021 Arnold, you had 98 Ronnie and 2003 Ronnie, which are kind of considered two of the best. You know, you either have like the, the early Ronnie or the 03 Ronnie basically. Who do you think would place better in – like in, in, at the Olympia based on the judging? Uh,
2: I'd say 98. Only okay. because Ronnie in 98 was big. You know, 2003, he might have been a bit bigger, but he wasn't as sharp. He's 40 the pounds bigger. Yeah, the 98, Ronnie, though, if you look at him, even though he was lighter, the shreddedness and his roundness and his smaller waist caused the illusion, he didn't look 40 pounds lighter than the 2003 version. And, yes, yeah. the 2003 version is yeah, big and better. a little bit – yeah, the 2003 version is a little bit smoother and bigger – So him near Rami and things like that, you could almost be going, okay, they're both big, conditioning's the same a bit, you know, maybe he's a little bit here and there. Whereas if he comes in that 98 condition next to Rami, it's fucking lights out. He's got the size plus the conditioning. It'd be like a bigger version of fucking Sean Clarita standing beside fucking Rami. Your eyes are going to be drawn to Ronnie just due to that fucking condition and the size. So I think the 98 version, it's like when you look at Flex Wheeler, he said his best shape was probably when he was, when he won the Arnold at 218. You know, he had the Christmas tree. His like muscles were so full. His joints were small. And then later on, he played the size game with Ronnie coming in 230, 240. Yes, he still looked great, but he looked more impressive at that lighter body weight, just due to that illusion. So I think Ronnie in the 98 version, no one, no one would touch him like that because he's just got everything. Whereas, if he comes in two thousand and three, there could be argument. Well, conditioning—they're pretty close. If Ronnie comes in that condition, no one's going to come near him so, with the size he had with it. So,
1: what do you think, Scott? I don't know. I
0: mean, I feel like I can see what you're saying. I'm going to pull that picture back up. He's got that crazy condition in '98, but I'm looking cool. at like his back and how much more density it has cool. in two thousand and three. Well, I, think, I think
2: that. I think that back shot too, though he hasn't got it fully out like oh, he's pushing back whereas yeah 2003 I think he's got it pulled around and flared it, it's a little bit back, it yeah yeah I think I think 98 is still squeezing it back it's a, a posing like,
0: issue yeah
2: yes well I think you know you know when you do your back shot you sort of squeeze it back and then pull it yeah. It looks like he's still pushing oh. pushing it back a bit
0: yeah I mean I'd say that no matter I, I'm I'll I'll say this always I always go with condition then you know what I mean? Like, if you guys have if you have guys that are going to be a similar size, then I would err toward condition. And I feel like, I though, it, was... do you think any any Ronnie would lose, though? Like, any good Ronnie, you know what I mean, would, would lose?
2: Nah. I don't, I don't, I don't think, even, think even well, like I, I said, even the 2003, it could be a bit closer, but I still think he would win. I think he, like he would kill. Still win.
1: I, I think 03 Ronnie would absolutely kill Rami. O three, Ronnie was. I don't think he was in worse condition than he was. Absolutely, he was like peeled out of his mind in O three. He had a little bit of a gut, but like even if you look at the O oh. three pre, like, if you look at the O three show on video, like Ronnie wins every pose by a mile. He even wins the ab and thigh mm-hmm. because if you look at Ronnie, Ronnie O three compared to Rami, Ronnie O three had a much smaller waist than Rami does. Like from oh, yeah. the front, like much more narrow. And, there, and Ronnie was – I, I think Ronnie like, was significantly harder than Rami in 03.
2: I think it's like anything, though, because when we saw Ronnie in 98 coming in that shredded, yeah, 2003 is still hard and shredded, but yet it's like anyone. If you set that standard, and this is the most shredded you've ever been, yeah, you can do a show a year later and still be shredded. But if you're a fraction off, oh, he's not as hard as he was <laughs> yeah. last time. Yeah. Yeah. Compared to everybody else, he's still Even if you're shredded compared to –
1: even if you're yeah. 40 pounds of muscle bigger?
2: Yeah, they still, they still put it on. you like, oh, but his conditioning was a bit bad. Yeah, he was bigger, so. but
1: he didn't
0: get in shape this year.
2: Yeah. Because like, they're to always judge think... you from the best they've ever seen you. You could be the best on stage that day still. Oh, but it was better before. It's like, oh, hell. It's like as I said, It's like you're picking hairs. It's only fine, small little things, but they're always going to do that. And then some people do. Yeah. There were some competitors who could be that little bit off and still win, but then you get somebody who could be a little bit off and place fifth or sixth and not even make the top ten. You're like, well, how does that happen? You know, it's like yeah. you see some guys who will just be a little bit off but still look great <laughs> and get marked down for it, and somebody else could come in a little bit off. And, you know, Flex was like that. Flex could come in a little bit off because of his shape and symmetry. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but, you know, ne- next week he'll be better. But he's say fucking next week. This is today. How's he look today? There was a few competitors that could get away with it. Yeah, but anyone else, if they did it, eighth place. You're like, What happened? It's mean, so those guys with off. a really that. good shape.
0: Those guys with the really <laughs> yeah, yeah. awesome shape that can do it. Like if Brandon yeah, comes like in Lee. a little bit off, yeah, or or like a guy like Brandon if he comes in a little bit off, you're like, ah, I'd like to see him harder, but he could still win this show, you know. Yeah. Well, what's Versus, his name? A- I
2: always found what's his name was like that, um, Cedric and um.
0: Cedric, yeah, for sure. And,
2: and Sean and Sean who won when you won the thing oh Roden, yeah yeah two real big shape guys yeah when when they're when they're on they're on but if they miss it by a little bit it seems for some reason to be a lot you know they still look great symmetry wise and shit but yet that little bit of a slip looks a lot looks a lot on them for some reason i guess it does get away with it some don't
0: i could not imagine a guy like hardy if hardy didn't bring it you know what i mean like his conditioning Mm-hmm. If he didn't have that, I think oh, he would yeah. he would lose it. You know what I mean? I know.
2: Oh yeah, he would he'd, he'd be moved right down. Well, well, sadly, we're sort of seeing that with Bonac because Bonac mm. still looked good, but you know he, he wasn't as best we've seen him, and he got pushed down because I, I wouldn't say some of the other guys were better. Like Nick was way better and stuff like that, and you know and then they go on with things like. Sid there's a good example. People say Labrada shouldn't have beat Nick because Nick's conditioning was better. So whether they just judge Labrada on. His shape more than Nick, but you know they're two different body types. And this is where you know the sport's so subjective; it's yeah. hard to pick one over the other. You know, Nick still looked fantastic. Yes, Lebrada has nice shape as well, but Nick's conditioning was better. So I probably would have given it to Nick over Lebrada. I would have changed those placings around just for that fact. But you know, you got to give it to people who, when you see the guys that have busted, their ass dying I'm not saying Lebrada didn't die hard. I'm sure he did. But if you miss your peak and someone's that little bit more conditioned and still has the size. You should go for that because, as I said, you've got to have consistency. You've got to have condition, condition, condition. You can't have condition, condition, guy, next guy a little bit smooth, and the guy next to who places again, he's conditioned. You know, you can't yeah. keep going back and forth. It's like when you'd see some guy win a show who's got beautiful shape and symmetrical, the guy that gets second's big and blocky, the guy that gets third's beautiful and symmetrical. You're like, well, yeah. shouldn't it be the guy that won or the guy that got third who has similar shape second and then the blocky guy third? You're going from... I hate to say that apples and oranges bullshit that people say. You're going from an apple to an orange, back to an apple. So it's like wouldn't you be, you know, that's, going that's a down? Ray.
0: That's a Sean That's a Sean thing. Apples and oranges. He says that all the time.
2: Yeah. Uh, everyone's been. He everyone's seen it after the last Olympia went there. Apples <laughs> and oranges. Or apples and oranges. Why can't we pick yeah, it up the yeah, yeah. fruit? Why can't we say bananas and pineapples? If I can just It's like a banana. Yeah. Because really, really, if you're colorblind, an apple and an orange might almost look the same apart from the skin texture one's smooth one's a little bit lumpy but if you go banana and pineapple you can see the fucking difference okay so let's they're both apple and orange are both round if you're blind you might be like oh this is just the rougher skin it could be a rough apple and this is a bad apple but if you go oh that's a banana oh that's a prickly pineapple so we're going to get rid of apples and oranges and go to bananas and pineapples How's that?
0: as long as you don't use grapefruits because that fruit has been yeah. destroyed for bodybuilding
1: Yes.
2: Well, you know, grapefruit's not bad with a bit of cream on top. With what?
1: <laughs> Bob loves cream. It. Bob brings in, that Ashley, shit up any Ashley, chance he gets. Oh, Does he?
2: Oh, he thinks that. Bob oh, chick, yeah. That's the funniest joke ever, doesn't
1: he? He bring. Even he brought it well, up you, at uh, the press conference. I was
2: You're kidding me. Out a new protein. Pe- yeah, you didn't see that. Yeah, no, yeah I, agree, I didn't. But, you know, I was going kind to of bring. Now you've brought the surprise. Yeah. I was going to bring out a new protein powder, grapefruit <laughs> with cream infused <laughs> flavor. You know, like the um, orange popsicle, the orange popsicle, dreamsicle. Wasn't yeah, it? that's dreamsicle good. Orange dreamsicle flavor. Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Similar to that, but it's grapefruit flavor with infused cream taste. Yeah, some nice. like it, some don't. It has like a bit of a. It's like um, kettle corn. Bit sweet, bit salty, you know. Yeah, opened the tub. It smells a bit like chlorine, but you know, (laughs) a bit of ammonia smell.
1: (laughs) Oh man, I don't think I'd buy that now.
2: (laughs) Jeff, it's all about how you look, mate. You got to eat and drink nutrition, not taste, okay?
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, what, um, yes, I. Yeah, I think it's interesting that people think the ninety eight Ronnie would beat the O three Ronnie. I just don't see it. I think the O three Ronnie, like that people laughed through the entire prejudging because that Ronnie was no, so huge out. and dominant. Well <laughs> any if you had, if you had a lat spread, a back like front lat spread, back lat spread, that you could hear a bunch of people in the audience laughing out loud. I mean he had Dennis James on one side and Jay on the other side, and they both look like small and fat next to him. <laughs>
2: But well, soon, he was well, the way we got, um, what's his name, Zuckerberg are now talking about all this new stuff they're going to have with these, like, what was he talking about where they're just going to have images and you can have all this, like, you know, like hologram type shit, you know, where it looked like somebody's really there, but they won't be there or different backgrounds. Did you see all that, the, this latest stuff he's meant to be coming out with and this whole new technology where... You could huh. just have someone stand there, and they're not there, and you could have them say and do anything. Huh. Joe Biden. I don't, I don't think he's really there. It's like <laughs> fucking... So imagine if they can do this in a couple of years' time, you'll be able to get all the digital video and that off Ronnie Coleman, 98, and 2003, and project them there and have them compete side by side.
1: Hmm. That'd be awesome. That would, remember, the guy, uh, remember the guy with the uh, one Legley? The competitor with one leg we talked about was a while ago. Oh, yeah. It was probably a year yeah. ago. That would have been good for him. You could make like a digital leg on stage so he could compete fairly.
3: Yeah.
1: So did he have one leg or was one leg like really small? I don't even remember. I think he literally had one leg. Oh, well, one leg was uh, oh. prosthetic.
2: Yeah, he'd, he'd probably do good. But yeah. But even like I said, even with technology in years to come, you know, the movement, like I've seen like different mechanical hands It's watching a show where. They can get these mechanical hands where it almost looks like the Terminator hand. With the way 3D printers are going now, who knows that you might be able to get a prosthetic leg, where they can 3D print like they could take like your good leg that's muscular,
1: 3D yeah, yeah. print
2: that, and maybe make like a casing or an outer shell. Because I've seen those muscle suits they make in movies and shit that move and look like real things. You might be able to get some sort of prosthetic done that the exact same size of your leg that goes over your. You know, like the legs they have now, it might be able to clip over it, so it looks naturally like you've got two legs there, muscular. One leg could always be in contact shape anyway.
1: Yeah, it has to be, I guess. In that that case. gives me an idea
2: with the 3D print. I wonder if they can do that for your cock. <laughs> <laughs> I want a few more inches. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Just clip it on.
1: <laughs> yeah. I heard yeah, that little, uh, little penis,
0: penis enlargement surgery is... The FDA said don't do it. They said that it is they, their official stance is that more people end up being disappointed. I forget what the number was. There was a <laughs> it was a statistic though, like seventy percent of the people or eighty five. It was ridiculous. But own- well, don't
2: they just cut? Don't they just cut like up the top or something? So really, it just sort of hangs lower or something. I saw one show once they were talking about and. Some of them said they were happy with it. They only gained like an inch maybe or something. But then I figured, yeah. mate, I saw your wife. Maybe if you got a sexier girl, you get an inch naturally because you'd be more fucking excited. And they just seeing your wife, you only, get, you only get half a heart on so you don't give it a full fucking whatever yeah. you got there. Yeah, but I saw one of them. It's just like where, where the base connects to you. They somehow cut tendons in there so it gives it a bit more. But then I saw one where where the, like your penis attaches to your groin here. They slice it there. And they slide like this um, sheath thing down there, which somehow can give it an inch or two and more thickness. It's like a, almost like a hard implant or jelly type they put in it. But i will be thinking, there's so many tendons and nerves there. Say they fuck it up, and then you never get an erection again for the rest yes, of your life. Say, yes. so, oh, my like... cock, my cock's bigger, but I can't use it. It's good for peeing out of. It's good for sending dick pics <laughs> while it's hanging.
0: I was looking for the statistic. I I don't see it, but it was higher. I said like 70 or something, but it it was higher. Like 90% of people who got it were not happy with it. The only statistic I did come up with was about 85% of women in an internet survey of 52,000 heterosexual people said that they were, in fact, satisfied with their partner's penis.
2: Oh. Were or weren't?
0: Were. Were. Were.
2: Oh, so fifteen percent or not. They, well they all they all say that when <laughs> you break up with them.
1: Yeah. yeah. You got yeah, a so. small
2: dick, but <laughs> while you're with them, oh my god, it's perfect. I've got the yeah. lock and you've got the key, you fit me perfectly. Oh, we're so good together. <laughs> it was made. It yeah. was made for me. Oh my yeah. god, you fit me so good. Six months later. Up. You yeah. suck. You suck a yeah. yeah. small <laughs> dick. I know maybe Yeah. I didn't have a small dick. Maybe you just had a big fucking hole. You ever think of that? <laughs> <laughs> but what, that brings me to another question. Um, Scott, why are you Googling this and looking up penis enlargements and the satisfactory rate? <laughs> uh,
0: well, I figured I'd try to, look like, end of the show, uh, well. you know? Plus doing a little side <laughs> research for myself, you know, just figure it out,
1: you know? Yeah. See how mangled you get with this? Yeah. That's what I I've heard. Yeah, imagine people are unhappy because they have a mangled dick afterwards.
0: Yeah, it was on a radio yeah, like, show
1: recently. They said that, yeah,
0: like imagine
2: the, that. Yeah, imagine if it came out all crooked and fucking lumps and shit in it. Like oh, yeah, that. And then you're
0: screwed, it's done, you know. Then nobody's gonna watch it, like
2: bent, like bent like that. You could maybe like bang around corners or something,
1: <laughs> bang <laughs> around yeah, corners. Yeah, you know, oh. like
2: that gun. You see that gun that can shoot around a corner, like the carrel barrel goes around like that.
1: I haven't seen that, yeah, that's so. interesting. That's Scott's. That's Scott's no. uh, neck of the woods. Yes.
2: No. That and penis enlargements. Into that, Scott? I will. <laughs> there you go. What, more, what more could you want? Guns, yeah, he's all
1: distracted
0: now by that guns, ammo, <laughs> and penis enlargements. That's what we're all about. Yeah,
2: that can be your. That can be your new magazine. Guns, ammo, yeah. and cock. The man's magazine. <laughs> 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 Fully loaded. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fully loaded. <laughs> <laughs> Fully loaded. <laughs> Oh, I'm giving out ideas here. This could be this an is good. Uh, a good
0: magazine. Yeah, that's good. I'm right there down next to my training notes.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's brilliant.
2: Yeah, see? So, you're welcome. All right, boys. What I'll, do you think? I'll, I'll, go to the, I'll go to the gun range to go to gun information and photos. You yeah. can get the other one, Scott. <laughs> you can go <laughs> to wherever you got to go to get the other pictures <laughs> for the magazine. <laughs> oh,
1: man. Yeah, I like it. All right, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure you like, share, subscribe, yeah. show, show all your friends, and you know, all that good stuff. And uh, you guys, have any closing words? Yeah, yeah you can get no, PS no, enlargements for
0: fifteen percent off if you use the code <laughs> THINK. Yeah, use, use use the code just like, like that, Scott. Yeah, yeah.
2: you blew our cover, Scott. Yeah, that was um. Oh, it's good to see you again. Good to be back and chatting.
1: Definitely, definitely. Well, we'll do some more. If, for it, sure.
2: if people complain, if people complain, look, I tried to keep it on bodybuilding topics, but you know, Scott and Jeff just like to go on <laughs> tangents. So
1: that's true. That's
0: I tr- true. I try my
2: best. You can't hold me back, guys.
0: You can't. You can't stop wow. me.
1: Yeah. So we've heard. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, guys. See you later, everyone.